Another one bites the dust, I thought as I walked out of the hotel with a stash of money that I had taken from my client's bag. My job was risky, but thrilling. Not only did I get banged a couple times a week, but, on occasion, I walked away with precious possessions that my clients brought with them on business trips. They never learned that falling in love with a prostitute was dangerous. You see, I wasn't satisfied with only a thousand dollars per night that these out-of-town businessmen paid me. I wanted them to fall for me and feel that they could trust me. That's when I struck. The latest victim was the CEO of a big pharmaceutical company, and he came into town with a bag full of money to spend at a strip club. There was no way I would let him spend that money on anybody but me. So, I charmed him for two days, slept with him on the third night, and took $20,000 from his bag while he was asleep, and then walked out. I got home and pulled off the red wig while looking at the mirror. I was surprised to see how good it looked with my pale skin. It also didn't hurt that I was tall and fit. I went to my room and checked my phone to see who my next prey was. Most of my leads came from Del Toro, who provided shuttle services to high-end clients from the airport. He told me which hotel they were staying in and their names so I could do a background check to estimate if they were worth my time financially. Babe, just dropped off a guy called Madoff. He's staying at Casablanca. Seems like a high roller. Good luck. By the way, I'm leaving next week to Italy. Gotta go back home. So this will probably be the last lead I send you. Nice doing business with you. I grimaced. What? No, you can't do this to me! I called him and tried to persuade him not to go, but he said his family was more important than helping me. Surprise, surprise. Another man who left me high and dry. At least, I had this guy, Madoff. Then, who knew when my next payday would come from robbery? Sex work paid a decent wage, but the big money was from stealing from clients. I looked at the picture to confirm it was Madoff, sitting at the bar before approaching. His black blazer covered the white shirt, and his brown hair receded. His tan made him look mysterious. He tilted his head to the right as I pulled up a chair, and he ordered a drink. I smiled at him and got one in return. Hi, I'm Madoff. He extended his hand. Foxy, nice to meet you. Interesting name. I doubt that it's the only thing interesting about you. The only way to know is to find out. I intend to. You out of town? I had to ask questions I knew the answers to to make myself seem credible. Yes, I came to check out what this magnificent city has to offer me. Well, it's got me. He smiled. Yes, it does. I'm guessing you're going to spend a couple of days here? I will. Maybe now that I've met you, I'm going to extend it for a couple more days. That was all I needed to hear to know that I had him in the palm of my hand. I have to go. I have to go. Lines appeared on his forehead as he frowned. Oh, that's unfortunate. 
I stood from the high chair and extended my hand with a smile on my face. It was nice to meet you. Madoff cracked a smile, but I saw he wasn't thrilled about me leaving. How do I get in touch with you? Are you staying here? No, I might pop by here tomorrow night, I said and walked away. Now, pay attention if you want to learn how to seduce men. You see what I did there? First, I got his attention, then showed him that I was open to getting to know him. But I walked away after I found out that I hooked him. That left him wanting more, and if he really wanted to see me, he would be at the bar the same time the following night waiting for me. The following night when I arrived at the hotel in a white dress and a blonde wig, Madoff was sitting in the exact same spot. I walked behind him and put my hand on his shoulder. His eyes widened and lips curled as he turned around and saw me. Hi, I'm so glad you came back, he said. Of course you are. Can I get you a drink? Cosmopolitan, thank you. After we got to know each other for about an hour, Madoff said, I've got some expensive whiskey in the minibar in my room. It would be such a pity for it to go to waste. Would you be interested in tasting it? I'd love to. Upstairs, he walked in front of me when we got to his room, and he opened the door for me to enter. Thank you, I said. The big window looked out onto the bustling city and skyscrapers that looked like they were a leap away. The street lights paved the way for the cars that congested the bridge, leading to downtown. Madoff handed me a glass of whiskey and smiled. That's a 21-year-old Grand Reserve. Very expensive. A sophisticated drink for a classy lady. Thank you, I said and sat on the bed. Madoff sat beside me. He kept staring at me with a smile as I sipped the drink, then stroked my shoulder with his finger and slid it down my arm. He grabbed the drink from my hand, placed it on the nightstand, and put his hand on my leg. Madoff cupped my face, kissed me, and leaned forward, making me lie on the bed. He lay on top of me and slipped off his blazer, then kissed my neck while running his hand down my leg. As he got up and stood in front of the bed to take off his shirt and pull down his pants, I stood up and turned my back to him. He unclipped the straps, and my dress dropped to the floor. Madoff kissed my shoulders while rubbing his bulging groin against my ass. He ran his hands down my legs and whiffed my neck. I climbed onto the bed with my hands and knees, and then felt Madoff parting my cheeks and exhaling. I could tell that he loved the sight and the touch of my soft skin. As he stuck his dick in me, my eyes closed and my lips parted. Not only was he long and hard, but he was also thick. God, I loved that. My head hung as he began penetrating with deep breaths, emanating from both of us. I liked that he took it slow. It was like he gave me the good stuff, let me enjoy it, but tortured me by going at the pace that he wanted. I felt powerless because he was fully in control, but... A part of me felt excited, as I was in the hands of a real man. 
He stopped and got on the bed beside me, so I lay on my side with my back facing him. He stuck his dick in me and put his hand over my abdomen, then thrust as he kissed my shoulder and neck. I closed my eyes and groaned, feeling him so close to me, and his lips on my skin felt like ecstasy. Madoff ran his hands down my leg, then grabbed my tit. I lay on my back, and he got on top of me before sucking my nipple. I ran my hand through his hair and rubbed his back. Madoff grabbed my ankles and spread my legs, then shoved his dick in me. The headboard flapped as he thrust, and I screamed. His body tensed as he grimaced, and he ejaculated. He lowered his body and lay on top of me before closing his eyes. When I heard him snore, I wriggled underneath him and got off the bed. He must have something valuable here. I checked the cupboards first, then the bathroom. Nothing. I checked the fridge because I thought he was the type to hide valuables there, but nothing. I stood in front of the bed and scanned the room, thinking that I must have missed a spot. My mentor taught me that money leaves clues, and I saw the rum on the nightstand. That was the one place I hadn't checked. So, I tiptoed to the drawer, looked at Madoff, and kneeled as I pulled the drawer. Jackpot! I unzipped the bag slowly and saw bricks of notes as I took three out and a hand clamped my wrist. I gasped. My eyes widened, and my mouth slacked open as a lump formed in my throat. Madoff looked at me while clenching my wrist tighter. What are you doing? He asked. I'm sorry. He got off the bed and tugged my wrist to pull me to my feet. He released my wrist but grabbed my throat, and I held his arm to restrain him from choking me. You picked the wrong guy. I wanted to apologize, but I couldn't even speak from the pressure. My face flushed from him exerting more pressure. As he released the grip, I bent over and panted. After I caught my breath, I looked up and saw him smirking. I didn't know what to make of it, but I hoped that he wouldn't kill me. You're good, he said. Not better than me, but good. I frowned since his tone and facial expressions suggested that he was impressed. I heard about you and came into town to find out for myself how good you are. I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. So, if you don't want me to press charges, then accept my offer. What offer is that? I asked. I want you to work with me. You and I are in the same line of business, believe it or not. I've been keeping an eye on the businessmen who have been coming into town for several years, but I didn't know how to take advantage until I heard about you. Why would I work with you? I can supply you the contracts of very wealthy men who are coming into town and even provide protection if things get out of hand. In return, we share everything 50-50 of what you steal from them. I looked down and thought about the proposal. Del Toro was out of the picture, and I couldn't rely on the sleazeballs who hired me for sex to make serious money. How do I know I can trust you? I asked. I'll prove it to you. Let's do a couple of jobs together and see how it works out. If you're happy, we continue. 
If I'm not happy, you leave town. Also, if you screw me over, you have to leave town. And if you screw me over, you leave town, said Madoff. Deal. He smiled and we shook hands. For the next few weeks, Madoff supplied the contracts, and I carried out the job. Everything was going great, until I fell for him. I couldn't help it, okay? He was so manly, and took charge, not to mention that he treated me like a lady. Do you know how rare that is in my field? We were lying in bed one night, with money strewn around us after I did a hit. How do you feel about me? I asked. You're a very special lady, Foxy. I'm crazy about you. How can I not be, since we make such a great team? I felt the same. That's why I decided to share the details of a client that I found, instead of doing the job by myself and taking all the money. There's a guy I'm seeing tomorrow night. A contact of mine said that he deals with jewelry on the black market. This is going to be a big one. Possibly the biggest hit that we could ever do, I said. Is he bringing some with him? He doesn't travel without a bag. I wouldn't be surprised if he's coming here to do a deal. Sounds like you need to be careful of this guy, said Madoff. I'll need you on standby, just in case. No problem, babe, he kissed me. The following night, I saw the jewelry target sitting with a guy in the lobby and I waited for his guest to leave before approaching. I introduced myself and found out that his name was Frank before I did the same spiel, then walked away to leave him wanting more. I saw him every night for the rest of the week, since I knew that mob guys weren't so keen on trusting anyone. After working my magic until Sunday, I saw that he let his guard down. We went up to his room, had sex, and I waited for him to fall asleep in my arms before getting out of bed. I found a bag and saw the most beautiful pearl necklace that I had ever seen. That was the easiest heist I had performed. Madoff was waiting for me outside the hotel. Did you get anything? He asked. I showed him the necklace. Unbelievable. I've seen less glamorous ones go for over a hundred thousand. He kissed me. You are amazing. I love you, he said. We went home, got drunk while celebrating, and Madoff put the necklace on me before we made love. He knew how to make me feel like a woman, and I couldn't get enough of him. After we made love the second time, we fell asleep. When I woke up in the morning, Madoff wasn't in bed. I got out of bed and walked to the lounge. Babe, are you here? No answer. I looked at the mirror and saw that the necklace was gone. Oh no. Why did I trust him? My phone rang. Hello? Foxy. Who is this? It's Frank. Remember me? Because I remember you very well. You're the stupid bitch who stole my necklace. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't? Oh really? I've got somebody here who might jog your memory. Let me put him on speaker. Foxy! I heard someone shout. Madoff, is that you? Foxy. Foxy, this guy has a gun to my head. Please, help me. I'm gonna text you the address now, said Frank. You better get here ASAP before I put a bullet in his head. 
Oh my god. I got into a taxi after Frank sent the message. The place was an abandoned warehouse with broken windows and no lights. I walked in and couldn't see a hand in front of my face. Hello? I yelled. Somebody flipped a switch and the lights came on. Oh my god, I said as I saw Frank holding a gun to Madoff's head. Hello, toots, said Frank. Thanks for stopping by. Now where the hell is my necklace? I don't know, I swear. I've got no idea what happened to the necklace. Sweat had covered Madoff's flushed face while he grimaced. Frank clicked down the hammer on his revolver gun, pressed it against Madoff's head, and shouted, Where's my damn necklace? Tears coursed down Madoff's face as he trembled. I swear I don't know, I pleaded. Frank, I don't know. I've got it, said Madoff. Please, just don't shoot me, he sobbed while trembling. Where is it? asked Frank. He told us where he hid it, and I had to go and fetch it. I returned with the necklace and gave it to Frank. He untied Madoff's hands, and we looked at each other as he walked past me. That was the last time I was going to see him, since he had to leave town. As he stepped out of the warehouse, I turned to Frank and said, Thanks. I couldn't have done this without you. You just can never be too careful in my business. No problem, Foxy. What are friends for?